Welcome to the Travel Advice Show. I'm Chris Newton, one of the co-hosts, and thanks for listening all, all around the world and at TravelAdviceShow.com. And I'd like to introduce my other co-host, Jerry Fuller. How you doing today, Jerry? Fantastic. There, How are you doing? Oh, do, doing good. I'm really excited about the show today. We have a great guest. Uh, w- w- would you like to introduce our guest, uh, Jerry? Um, I'd love to. Uh, we have with us today Wendy Simmons. She's well, I should have her tell you exactly what she does, but when you know about her, you'll be most impressed. Welcome, Wendy. We're thrilled to have you. Hi, here. thank you. Thank you so much, Chris and Jerry. It's nice to be here. Yeah, thank yeah, it's you. great. It's great to have you on the show, Wendy. Thanks. Yeah. Would you like to tell our listeners um, your versatility in the travel industry? And the- sure. Thanks. I appreciate that. You know, it's, I'm actually um, I have a regular full-time job. If you can believe it. Um, in the fashion industry and as a consultant. Um, but aside from that, I just had a real uh, real passion for traveling. I've had wanderlust my entire life. And um, on my own, on my own time, I have always traveled. And um, from that love of traveling, I started taking photographs and writing about uh, my travels, just really my thoughts. You know, I never intended to be either a travel photographer or a writer for that matter. It's just a passion. And you know, they say um, it's great to follow your passions, and in this case, it really, it really came true. And so now I, um, I do travel photography, and I write about um, my travels on my blog and also for Huffington Post. And uh, I actually have a book coming out um, in May about my trip to North Korea. Well, I know I was most impressed with your website. Wendy oh, thank you. Wendysimmons.com. Yep, wendysimmons.com. And I know that you know awful lot about photography. Your pictures are fantastic. Would you oh, like thank to tell you. us a little bit about um, have you always been interested in photography and and how you photograph as you travel because your pictures are excellent. Thanks. You know, it's sort of the same thing about um, as traveling is. It, it's, it's sort of upended and a little bit backwards. I've just always been very interested in my surroundings and in talking to people and daily life. And, you know, I remember a time when I was a lot younger, I went to college in Japan um, for my junior year, and, um, thank you, and, um, you know, I was just very drawn to all the details of the way people lived. I I traveled a lot before then, but never to some place that was so, so different than the life I led, you know, in the United States. I'd been in Europe, and there was differences, but but not so much, and um, so when I first started taking photos, it wasn't really... Um, you know, that I had in my mind's eye, I'm a photographer, I want to be a photographer. It was more that I was trying to capture all of these moments and all of these details so I could come back home and show my family and friends what it looked like. And that's really um, what drives me as a photographer is not to capture a particular image or, you know, to capture the perfect image. It's nothing like that. It's that I just feel this compulsion to capture these moments. You know, I'll see things or I'll see people, just usually just daily life, and um, I just I, I can't help but want to share it. 
And I think maybe, um, you know, that's what compels people to my photos. It's those moments, those just natural um, things that are happening that people are really interested in seeing. You know, there's tons of amazing travel photographers out there, and there's so much beautiful photography. Um, but, you know, I, I try to come to it as if I wanted to see what a place was really like, you know, what would right. that look like? And, I, and that's what I, I believe I convey in my photos. I, I really enjoyed the photos from North Korea on your blog there on, on wendysimmons.com there. Yeah, that was great. Oh, thank you. And yeah. it's actually a fraction of them. There's about 90 more oh, my in God. the book. Oh, in the book. <laughs> yeah. Oh, cool, cool. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I took a surprising amount of photos for a country that really doesn't want you to take any photos. <laughs> I know. Um. Yeah. <laughs> we, were yeah. Particularly, uh, we were particularly impressed with the um, North Korean family that you took. Yeah, the family. That, so cool. that that was so real and the expressions is yeah. very good. Yeah. You know, I I try to talk to the people that I photograph. You know, oftentimes you can't, and I'm sort of sneaking photos, which I never feel that great about doing. But uh, more often than not, I I talk to the people before I photograph them. Right. You know, or I you know make them smile, or I, I ask them if I can take their photo, and I show them their photo, and that really warms people up, or you know it makes them feel more like they're a part of the process, not just the subject. Yeah. And yeah. Um, you know, in, in North Korea, it was interesting actually. I traveled also with an instant camera, um, which no one had ever seen before, and um, that breaks down a lot of barriers because when you can take someone's photo and then hand it to them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, there it really changes the entire dynamic. And in North Korea, people are very standoffish, or at least in my experience, they tend to be yeah. rather standoffish, even the children, which is very unusual. Oh. But um, if you take their picture and you hand them that blank piece of film, they see, you know, their image materialized. Just that entire experience completely changes the dynamic. And I think that shows in some of those photographs that I was able to, to capture afterwards. Could I ask you a question? Sure. Uh, um, and I'm not sure exactly how to ask it, uh, because I'm not really a photographer. I love looking at photographs, and I love looking at what was photographed. But I don't know enough about it to do a decent job. Could I ask um, what kind of camera you have and how many lenses you take? <laughs> I have a Canon, and I have one lens that I have had forever that I just keep changing with each camera that I buy. Oh, nice. So, um, <laughs> it's like a good luck charm almost, you know, yeah. you know, I'm just not that fancy. I have to say, um, I have a, Mar a 5d Mark three, which is a very nice and fancy camera. Um, and I do have a lovely lens, but you know, again, it goes back to what I said at the top of our conversation. You know, I, I'm not, I don't consider myself a photographer in the sense that I'm going out looking for a photo. Mm -hmm. You know, my camera is more sort of an, of an appendage. And when I'm out um, traveling and doing whatever I would be doing normally as someone who's just curious and, and an explorer and wants to see the world and interact with people and understand cultures, and as things catch my eye or are interesting to me, I snap a photo. And um, if I'm being perfectly honest, I'm not really awesome at using a camera from a technical standpoint at all. <laughs> I mm -hmm. um, but I understand, I think, you know, composition or yeah. I guess what's interesting to me um, just translates into, you know, photos that people tend to tend to like. You know, maybe it's yeah. the simplicity of the photo 
you know, um, that, yeah, that speak to people. Right. Yeah. And it tells a story too. It seems like a lot of your photos too, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah, you know, that's, I guess what's capturing my attention is that moment that is telling the story. So, mm-hmm. you know, that's what I guess I'm capturing. But um, I do have a lovely camera, and as I said, I've had the same lens, I think, probably 15 years at this point. So, um, you know, I see other photographers, especially when you're in Africa, if you're on safari, and you'll see them with giant bags of gear. And, uh, you know, I travel with one with one carry-on, so that's just not a, scenar- a scenario that's tenable to me. Yeah, <laughs> so, I, I my, yeah. Because my, my philosophy, and I've been traveling extensively for 50 years, and mm-hmm. I've never taken the camera. Uh, my. my <laughs> well, no, the, well, because I try to mem- no, and I, I, my friend who goes with me now that my wife died, uh, mm. my wife took. Um, we have over twenty-five thousand slides. Wow. Pictures and, um, but I'm the type of person, I want to travel really light. Yes. And I've gone around me too. the world. Me too. Yeah. I've gone around the world for a whole year, and all I took with me was my old Pan Am flight bag and a gym bag with clothes in it. Yeah, I don't, that's I don't, the way to do it. And, yeah. and I want to segue into something that you're quite famous for, is packing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> horrible, horrible. I mean, carrying luggage around, I would rather die. I almost would rather not go. That's a nightmare. <laughs> and, yeah. and uh, because uh, I'm, I've got it down to a real fine point after all these years. But can you talk about packing and tra- uh, packing tips? And because you're quite famous for this. <laughs> Funny to be famous for being a light packer. Um, I, you know, <laughs> I really am though. I'm a very light packer. Um, I learned, you know, the hard way. I think, like everyone else, yeah. I started off, you know, packing a ton, and you can only come back from a trip so many times. Uh, with half of the clothes in it unworn and having right. left that suitcase around. Isn't that the worst um, feeling when you see your clothes uh, it's you the haven't worn? Worst it? You know, feeling. I that, and especially you know. if you've carried that suitcase, you know, <laughs> from city weeks. to city, yeah. and it's been a burden the whole trip, and then totally. you come home and you haven't worn half of it anyways, and you, you know, th- there's no more bonehead move. <laughs> And um, eventually you just think to yourself, I'm not doing this again. It's not worth it to me. The mental anguish of worrying about the clothes or checking the luggage, you know, all of the logistical hassles that go with it, it's just not worth it. And, you know, I I wrote about this uh, recently on HuffPost. There's, you know, a certain paranoia that overtakes people when they're packing for a trip where they confuse you know, the the temporariness of a vacation with some kind of belief that they're leaving their home permanently and they're not, you know, it's, they are going on a sojourn. It's, it's a vacation and they will return home where all their things remain. So, you know, I think it's a combination of learning to let go of your belongings for a period of time and, you know, to also combat that fear of all these what ifs in your mind. Mm -hmm. You know, there's, there's, there's not that many what ifs when you're on vacation and most can be solved wherever you are. Right. You know, if you, if you have, um, you know, something for if it gets cold, something for if it's hot and you know, your medicines, you're, you're pretty much covered. Right. And 
you know, people have these notions that they need to wear something different every day and every night, and it's simply not true. You're just not going to change your clothes as much as you think you are. You're not seeing the same people every day and every night when you're traveling, except for your loved ones with whom you're traveling and they don't care. And, um, you know, it's just, it's a completely different mindset. You're not at home, you're away, and you can do things differently when you're away, which is part of the beauty of escaping the routine of your day-to-day life to begin with. Yeah, for sure, yeah. Yeah, I totally agree. Uh, I was in Peru earlier this year and um, spent five days on the Amazon, which mm-hmm. is hot and humid. And yes. then we went to the Alfangate Trail for four and a half days, uh, where we spent that time 15,000 to 17,000 feet in elevation the entire time. And mm-hmm. it snowed on us most of the time. And yep. I got it all in a carry-on bag. Absolutely. Yeah. I had to rent from the guides, uh, you know, the walking sticks, because I'm not going to carry those things around. And, right. And um, I rented a, um, I guess, a coat. They they had coats. Not a real heavy one that you might wear to Antarctica or to the Arctic, but mm-hmm. it was heavier than I'm going to carry. Sure. So just renting two things, everything I had from the tropical heat of the Amazon to um, cold. Like yes. Higher than the Alps in some cases. And so to make a long story short, I totally agree with you. Yeah. Carry on, basically. It's you worth carry it. Carry on luggage. It is, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I mean, I work in New York City in fashion and I dress well at home. I'm clean. <laughs> I wear jewelry and my shoes match. You know, yeah. I have it together for the most part when I'm home. But, you know, when I'm traveling, it's not necessary for a week or two weeks. Unless, you know, I've said this once, I've said it a million times, unless I am traveling and my, and, and the reason I'm traveling compels me to have my act together for, you know, every, for every day and every night, then who cares? I'm never going to see these people again. Yeah. You know, whether they're judging me or not, it's completely irrelevant. It does not matter. In most countries you go to, they're not dressed. They don't even have, you know, more than one change of outfits half the places I'm going. So for right. me to be worrying right. about what I'm wearing is absurd. Mm-hmm. So, um, <laughs> you know, it's just it's it really is crazy the way that people trick themselves into believing how much they need when they travel. Um, you know, I've... Again, it's in the story. I I went to um, Tunisia, I think it was last year or the year before, I can't remember, Hmm. and um, I had just one sweater with me, you know, the safety sweater in case it gets cold because Mm -hmm. the weather in Tunisia was meant to be hot, and it was cold. You know, it just happened to be one of those freak weather occurrences, so I wore basically the exact same thing every day, and, you know... Who cares? I, the point was I could, and it really would have, I mean, it made me think I could have not even brought the backpack I brought with me because it wore the same thing anyway. And you know, yeah. so yeah. even me as a light packer, I brought too much on that trip. And you know, no one in Tunisia cared. I was wearing the same exact thing every single day, and I, you know, I survived. So it just shows you that even as little as I pack, I could probably have gotten away with less. Yeah, and and, yeah. and like if you needed something extra, you could always get it there too, you know. You right? could always yeah. get it there. Yeah. You yeah. know, 
Or you can borrow. I, you know, I, there was another story I told. I, I was flying to Mozambique one year, and um, my plane was meant to land in Heathrow, but they shut the airport down oh. due to a snowstorm. So I was rerouted to Ireland, where it was, you know, snowbound. It was there was blizzards, and right. I only had a, a small bag with shorts and tank tops and a bathing suit. <laughs> so I was obviously not dressed, you know, appropriately, and I was stuck in Ireland for four days. Whoa. And the people that, you know, the passengers I was with that I befriended, they loaned me their clothes while we were on the ground. You know, you you can always figure out something to do wherever you are. And the chances are you're not going to be missing anything too important if you are smart about how you pack to begin with. So. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and that's a good thing. Like a lot of travelers help each other out, you know what I mean, Mm -hmm. fellow travelers. When I travel, too, it's like. You get so much, yeah, advice and, and borrow things and, and have things, you know. Yeah, yeah, it's awesome. Yeah. I, the best trip I ever had in my life, I do believe, as far as luggage, I mm-hmm. was going to spend uh, three weeks in Eastern Europe. It was communist in those days. And mm-hmm. I started out in Dubrovnik. In those days, it was Yugoslavia. And as a result, my luggage wasn't there, directly from the right. U.S. changing in Rome. And um, my luggage wasn't there. And do you know, for mm-hmm. three weeks, my luggage, luggage was two or three days behind me. Yeah. And every <laughs> night I washed out my clothes. And, and yeah. Every other day. Or and, you know, the best, I, all I had was my little flight bag with my passport and my money, and that was it. And I said, and my shaver, I always keep that in there. And toothbrush. Mm-hmm. And that was it. And I tell you, it was magnificent. I said, you know, I'm going to do that forever. And I it's really the best it. lesson. It really it is. is. Yeah. Now, I want to talk about something you've inferred and talked about. Um, being a woman traveling by yourself, can you talk mm-hmm. a few minutes on, on – because I have quite a few friends um, who are single women, and mm-hmm. they're terrified to leave the town I mean, by themselves. They would, they're terrified to like, go to even London by themselves. And can you talk about – um, your perspective and the, I guess, frame of mind that you need is women need to travel more than what they would do, and even by themselves in many cases. Absolutely, and sure. And I, you know, it, it disappoints me that that women don't feel like they can travel by themselves. Um, you know, it's I've traveled by myself forever, and. Um, you know, I could talk endlessly about this, but I'll address the question first. Um, there's no reason why women can't travel by themselves. It's the notion that they can is ridiculous. You know, any place you go in the world, you have equal chance of being safe or unsafe. Mm-hmm. You know, you could be unsafe by yourself in Iowa as easily as you could anywhere else in the world. Yeah, you know, it's, right. in the, it's how you carry yourself. It's yeah. how you project yourself. It's being prepared, you know, it's it's all about how you handle yourself, number one. Mm-hmm. And the thing is about being a woman, when you're traveling by yourself, it's almost the opposite is true. I really think in some cases you're safer. People are very willing to help you. Mm-hmm. Um, it's much easier to talk to people and, um, you know, it really just boils down to you are no safer or unsafe alone than you are anywhere else on the world. And um, it's so empowering to travel on your own. 
you can't even imagine. And this goes for men and women, by the way. You know, learning to really um, spend time by yourself, to know how you feel, to, to make decisions about what you want to do, what you think, to be able to travel on your own time. There's, you know, the list of benefits from traveling by yourself goes on and on and on. And as a woman, when you travel by yourself, the empowerment you feel and learning to make decisions and solve your own problems and all of those types of things, you carry those back to your life at home. You know, the person I am is largely um, from traveling. You know, it's, it, it, it's very much a two-way street. I am the person I am, and that makes it easier for me to travel, but I'm also the person I am because I travel by myself. Mm-hmm. So anybody out there who isn't traveling because they can't find someone to go with them, that shouldn't be the reason not to. You know, and if it's easier for someone to start in countries that seem a little bit more familiar, like Europe or London, as you say, you know, where the, the language is easier to master, you know, then start there to get your feet wet or travel in the United States until you become more comfortable. Or, you know, travel with a guide, hire a driver, do things that make it easier and more comfortable for yourself, but don't not go. It's, it's crazy. Mm-hmm. I totally agree. I'm not a woman, but I know. <laughs> but you know, it's, it's the same. You know, it's the same with men for many, many, many years. Um, from age 17 until I got married at 32, I traveled mm-hmm. totally by myself. I mean, mm-hmm. weird things like buying a camel in a green yeah. in Morocco. That's excellent. Living, you know, going six and a half weeks to the Sahara Desert with a caravan. Oh, that's great. Yeah. And overlanding Kathmandu to Istanbul and. Hitchhiking through the Mau Mau country of South Central Africa. Lots of weird things that people say. Well, and even with my friend, a couple of years ago, we went to Chad. And oh, I'm going there in December. Oh, really? Oh, nice. Yeah. Oh, you'll, you'll love uh-huh. it. You'll absolutely love it. And oh, I'm it's, so excited. It's I need to ask you some questions now. They were in the midst of a massive civil war where they had already killed over 2 million people. And everyone said, you're never coming back. Mm. But you know what? We were safer in, in Janina and the um, countryside of Chad. Mm-hmm. I felt we never once felt in danger or anything than uh, we would downtown where we live at midnight. Mm-hmm. And so as a result, it is totally, um, it's a frame of mind for both men and women. And, you know, I think that that also speaks to a larger issue. You know, we take our cues from what we hear here in our country. Yeah. You know, what we read in the paper, what the news tells us. And, you know, no offense to the news, but it's very sensationalist. Yeah. And, you know, you can't be afraid to go to a country because the news tells you it's a bad place or the people are bad. It's, you know, these places that we just you know, across the board, say, or denote as bad or dangerous. It's just, you find it's just not the case. You know, I'm not suggesting people, you know, by the, a woman by herself goes to Iraq tomorrow. We have to be smart about things. But, you know, if you, if you cross off the list, every place that we're told is dangerous, there's no place to go. Yeah. And, you know, the places that are left, they're not trouble-free. You know, I say this all the time. I live in New York. This is one of the most threatened places on the planet. 
So, you know, the fact that things don't happen here, we're very lucky, but that doesn't mean that we're not under threat or that there aren't muggings or whatever the case. And, and you know, the you generally find most of these countries you go to that you meet very kind people, very good people, people that are as interested in you as you are in them. You know, the, these countries are made up of other human beings. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, you can't forget that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, also as a woman, you just have to make sure, like you would as a man, that you don't make stupid decisions. Right. You know, you, you wouldn't walk down the street inebriated by yourself at three in the morning, flashing money here any more than you would anywhere else, you know? So you just have to make good decisions. Common sense, common sense. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Precisely. Well, I want to end our conversation. Uh, Do you have a favorite country? Oh my gosh, I get asked this all the time. (laughs) I know. I don't. You know, I fall in love Every place I go, I really do, yep, and I, I just, I, you know, and I love different places for different reasons. So I can't answer that. I just, I, I love everywhere. Yeah, I'm, um, I totally agree. And when I, <laughs> I, I, you know, I think we think exactly the same. When I'm in a country, there's no other place on earth. <laughs> and I want to live there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, find a anyway, job. Or... I don't. I don't uh, think about well. What time is it at home? I don't take a cell yep. phone. I don't call. No. I don't go on the internet. Disconnect. I, I never want to leave. I, yeah. Then I cry when it's time to go. Yes, oh, I do. No. Yeah. yeah, and then uh, the next yeah. country I go to, even if it's on the same trip, like yeah, you know, <laughs> same way. Trip, I mean, we started out in uh, Burma, Myanmar, and went to Bhutan, mm-hmm. and India, and then UAE. And oh, yeah. country, I mean, that's where I was and had a fabulous time, and that um, there's no other place. So I that's think that's 100% me. Yep. <laughs> yeah, and I think travelers need to start to develop that. Um, I had an ex- um, I have travel advice. It's a company I own, and one of the very good neighbors of mine, friends I've known for 20 years, um, they were going to Scandinavia about two months ago. And I said, leave your cell phone home. Leave it home. You're going to Scandinavia, go to Scandinavia. If you have to call mm-hmm. home every day, stay home. And mm-hmm. you won't believe this. They're on the way to the airport. They're not 10 minutes from the airport. We live about 35 minutes from the airport. No, 45. And as a result, unless you speak. And as a result, 10 minutes away, they get the phone call. And the wife's brother had died. And... It turned out um, when they ca- they canceled everything, and they got there, and it turned out the funeral wasn't going to be held until after they got back. So they called me and said, you know, we're so mad. We should have left that cell phone home because the fun- funeral won't be until later. And as a result, uh, we got everything we booked for them and uh, for uh. the next day, and they had a magnificent time. And they said it cost them a lot of money because he canceled and had to start again. Uh. But Well, not totally everything was canceled, but. It did cost them four or five thousand. <clears throat> oh and my! They said it was one of the best trips they've ever had, and they said we'll never take another cell phone again. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Yeah. yeah, you know, you learn each trip you go that you're capable of more than you think. Yes. Well, Wendy, yeah. we want to thank you immensely for being our thank guest. Thank you. Today. Oh, it's my and pleasure. I appreciate it so much. Yeah, yeah. yeah and Wendy. We do want to. Oh, go ahead, Chris. 
Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I just wanted to say, yeah, Wendy, it's great that. I mean, we can't can't wait to hear about your more adventures there. You mentioned <laughs> you're going to Chad in December there. And... I am on December 14th. I'm going. No way. So awesome. excited. Yeah. You going yep. for, uh, for photography or for just right or just to check it out, kind of? Thing? No, like everything else, just going to go. And awesome. Then I'll take up some pictures and write about it. I'm sure. So. That's awesome. That's yeah. Great. Yep. That's great. Well, we look forward to hearing about all your adventures on wendysimmons.com. And yeah, thank you. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Awesome. Well, thank you. Thank you both thank so you. much. Okay. okay.